It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right now, when you come in and switch to T-Mobile, you get the amazing iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. <sighs> Aren't these mountains majestic? Joe, are you even looking? I'm posting these amazing pics I took with my iPhone 11 Pro. It has three cameras. Whoa, those pics are amazing. And you have service too? T-Mobile. Their newest signal goes farther than ever before. Uh, then you can look up whether these are bear tracks, right? Or we could just run. Come to a T-Mobile store today and get iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. And right now, get four lines for just 30 bucks a line with AutoPay. Switch today. Contact us if you cancel or credits may stop in full price due, plus taxes and fees via 24 monthly credits for well-qualified customers with qualifying service and finance agreement. Zero down with trade-in plus 3125 times 24 months. Pre-credit price nine ninety nine ninety nine. 0% APR while supplies last. The only way you can take CBS Sports Radio 1140 with you is the Radio.com app. Download it today and listen to us anytime, anywhere. It's the PG, your weekly go-to football post-game show in Las Vegas. The PG, scores, highlights, guests, and storylines from the Raiders and the NFL. It's your time to sound off and shout about the day's highs and lows. Call now, 702-889-5978. Here's Scott Goldbranson and your host, Tony Cordasco. And welcome live from the studios of CBS Sports 1140 AM in Las Vegas. It's the PG, your Las Vegas NFL go-to post-game show. Now, each week we're going to focus on recapping every game. We'll take your calls. We'll analyze games in the National Football League. We will typically lead with the Raiders and recap the afternoon games. But the Raiders will be opening on Monday night football, the late game tomorrow against the Rams at home. Well, they're home for now in (laughs) Oakland. Tony Cardasco, Scott Goldbranson, and Scott... So far on the day, the favorites are 4-3 and three against the point spread. That's what matters here in Las Vegas. And we have one incomplete game. Let's quickly now take a look at the scoreboard as well as uh, the finals, as well as all the partial scores for this afternoon's games. All right, here we go, Tony. So beginning in week one of the NFL, surprisingly, we had... A, a, a case of kissing your sister, that's right. The Steelers and Browns, 21-21 tie. In that game, Pittsburgh's Ben Roethlisberger, 23 of 41, 335 yards and a touchdown. John Connor at running back. Can you say with me, Le'Veon who? Connor rushes 31 times, 135 yards, two touchdowns for the Steelers. On the Cleveland side, Tyrod Taylor, 15 of 40, 197 yards, and a touchdown. Vikings 49ers, a Jimmy Garoppolo tour begins for the 49ers in 2018. They lose to the Vikings 24-15. Garoppolo 15 of 33, 261, one touchdown. On the other side, the Vikings have a new quarterback, too, and that's Kirk Cousins, 20 of 36, 244 yards, 
two touchdowns. Also, Adam Thien, the wide receiver, talented wide receiver, six receptions for 102 yards. Bengals and Colts. The first time in 600-plus days, Andrew Luck back on the field for the Colts. It was not enough as the Bengals top Indianapolis 24-23. Luck looked great. He was 39-53, 319 yards with two touchdowns. Ravens and Bills. This was a horror show if you're a Buffalo fan. 47-3 the final for the Bills. Nathan Peterman. Peterman. Benched in the third after a 5 of 18 for 24-yard start, two interceptions. In three career starts, Tony, he's yet to finish a game. His passer rating, 16.8. That was not me misspeaking, 16.8. Josh Allen, the rookie out of Wyoming, Mountain West guy, comes in, goes 6 of 15, 74 yards, four carries for uh, 26 yards on the ground. Jaguars at the G-Men, at the Giants. Saquon Barkley, he wants to be your role model. Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 106 yards, one touchdown. Odell Beckham back for the Giants, 11 receptions, 111 yards. And Jake Bortles over for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had a pretty good game, 18 to 33, 176 yards, one touchdown as he tops the Giants 20 to 15. Buccaneers, this one, we're going to go over this one later. This was a point scoring affair between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Ryan Fitzpatrick, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fantasy football player and you had him starting, congratulations. 21 of 28 for 417 yards, four touchdowns, two of those to Mike Evans, who finished today with 147 yards, and Deshaun Jackson, five catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Drew Brees, not so much a slouch himself. He was 37 of 45 for 439 yards and three touchdowns in the loss against the Buccaneers. Patriots, 27, Texans, 20. Tom Brady, 26 of 39, 277, three touchdowns. And the Gronk had seven receptions, over 100 yards yet again, 123 to be exact, one touchdown. Deshaun Watson for Houston, 17 of 34, 176 and a touchdown. Also, we talked about the delayed game down in Miami. Lightning has held up the game the entire day. They are now in the third quarter, end of the third quarter, and it is 10-3 Miami. The Chargers now trail the Chiefs with just over one minute left in the game down at the StubHub Center. at 38-28 Chiefs. The Broncos, yes, the the ponies uh, who Raider fans do not like. 27-24 over Seattle right now. Also, Carolina with 8.51 left in the fourth leads the Cowboys 16-8. And the Arizona Cardinals are obviously in rebuilding mode. They are down to the Washington Redskins 24-6. That's your top of the show, the PG Sports, excuse me, NFL score update. And, of course, uh, coming up at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time, the Bears at the Packers, and in that game, the Packers are a seven-point favorite. The total is 46. It opened with the Packers being an eight-point favorite, and the total on that game was 48, so the number has come down, and it will be Aaron Rodgers against the Bears and the revamped defense with Khalil Mack. The top uh, game of the day, the highlighted game, if you will, the Texans and the Patriots in Foxborough. So the return of Deshaun Watson for Bill O'Brien for the Texans. And this Texans team, Scott, was supposed to be an improved team with Watson and J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney all returning, all healthy. Things went south from the opening kickoff. They really did. And you have to wonder, too. I mean, Houston, you you talked about the return of J.J. Watt, right? 
uh, and he's been off the field for a long time, and he's got to get back into play sh- playing shape because, again, these guys, we talked about it uh, this morning on our show, no one's playing in the preseason, J.J. Watt. Deshaun Watson, too, looked good at times, Tony. We were watching the game here in the studio, uh, looked tentative at times, and also made some decisions that weren't great. Yeah, and what happened was uh, from the very start of the game, the very first snap, Deshaun Watson fumbles on the very first play, and then shortly thereafter, Tom Brady connects with Rob Gronkowski on a short touchdown, uh, 20-plus yards. And uh, pretty much, you know, that uh, was the start, and it it set the tone And for the entirety of, of the afternoon. We saw the Texans having to try to battle back from behind. Well, and that's the thing, Tony. With, with Tom Brady and the Patriots, whether you love them or hate them, the reality is you cannot get behind. You cannot give them opportunities and free opportunities to get to the ball. Uh, and uh, Tom Brady will always make you pay, and that's exactly what he did to Houston today. And uh, it also, you know, a drive at the end of the first half really killed the Texans. And this was pretty much, again, just the way that the day was going. And it's uh, it's really surprising that uh, the Texans were able to come within one possession, you know, of, of tying this game up. Uh, Tom Brady in the two-minute drill right before the half uh, when your offense sputters. Uh, Brady dissects the Texans. He finds Philip Dorsett for, with a touchdown. 14 seconds to go in the half, and to me that was uh, a backbreaker, and uh, it was it was a tough uh, road to come back uh, for for the Texans in that contest. Well, and if you look at this too, Tony, I mean the the the, the Patriots uncharacteristically, oh excuse me, <laughs> they uh, they turned the ball over three times. And Houston could not capitalize on it. And you mentioned the field goal early, or excuse me, the touchdown uh, in the first quarter uh, and Brady making them pay with that pass uh, to Gronkowski. The, 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 the Houston Texans also have a problem with getting down into scoring position and not converting s- into six points. Field goals, again, instead of capitalizing, getting six points, uh, they get the three and they end up losing by uh, a touchdown. And, and again, that's something you can't do against a team like New England and what they're able to, to accomplish. And in the second half, the Texans spread out the Patriots and they were able to move the football, uh, but they were stopped uh, once again. They had a fourth and five. They throw an incomplete pass. And every time that we saw the uh, Texans move the ball, uh, they weren't able to, to really cash in. And they weren't able to get uh, touchdowns. Uh, they sputtered. At the end of the game, I was really disappointed in watching Deshaun Watson as he attempted a Hail Mary pass. Okay, so he throws the football from his own 40-yard line, and the pass was knocked down at the Patriots' 15. His arm strength is not where it needs to be. No, and a gifted athlete, don't get me wrong, but I've never been convinced on him yet. He just hasn't shown the consistency. I mean, to be an NFL quarterback, to be a winning quarterback, to take your team to that next level, you have to be consistent. So you saw that. Your your point about the end of the game, he also had no urgency, Tony. I mean, there was no urgency at all. Uh, and if you look at uh, what, what happened um, with Watson, 17-34, to 34, 176 yards, doesn't look like a bad game on paper per se, uh, but... I just think he's lacking a little bit of that that it factor and the ability to really manage a game. I mean, management game management is everything. And you watch Tom Brady across the other side of the the the, the line there and how he manages a game, uh, a completely different different style, a completely different type of quarterback. But at the same time, he knows how to get his team in the position to score. So are the Texans back? You have to ask that question because a lot of people believed that this could be one of the contenders in the AFC this upcoming season. Yeah, you play a, t- a tough, close game 
the Patriots were favored by six and a half. I think they went off and uh, they, they cover the point spread. They always seem to get it done one way or another. A lot of people counted out the Patriots. A lot of uh, folks uh, and experts thought that this was uh, going to be an upset win for the Texans today. Well, and, and yeah, it was it was a big, big game early on. But I think you're starting to see, especially with a team that's got some some players coming back and some younger guys versus the Patriots, it's a tough game to start the season, right, on the road against New England. At the same time, um, I still think this goes back a little bit, Tony, and I know we're going to be talking about this all day, the fact that these guys aren't playing in the preseason. Okay, so I think the first couple weeks, it's going to be hard to really ascertain if somebody like the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, if they're really ready to make that run and to be one of the contenders, because we just don't know. They're playing themselves into shape. Practice is not the same as a game live action. And so I think it's going to be too early to tell uh, because the jury's going to still be out on the Texans for a couple more weeks. Now, coming up when we return, we'll take a look at the rest of uh, the schedule from this busy Sunday around the National Football League. And also, we will talk about that showdown game, Kirk Cousins versus Jimmy Garoppolo, Minnesota, and the 49ers. We want you to stay tuned with us. Uh, Once again, you can uh, call in at 702-889-5978. We come to you live uh, currently on the Radio.com app. We will be joined by CBS Sports Radio in Las Vegas shortly. You're listening to the PG right here on 1140 AM Las Vegas. Hi, Scott Branson. Join the Silver and Black Today Show at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino Superbook this Monday starting at 5 p.m. for the Raider Nation Red Zone Viewing Party. Tomorrow at the Westgate Superbook. You won't be bored. CBS Sports Radio. The PG with Tony Cordasco and Scott Goldbranson on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM, Las Vegas. Call now and rave about your team's Sunday stat line, 702-889-5978. Could you imagine just waiting for your fifth team to come in and the five-teamer and that game (laughs) lasts about 15 hours? The Titans and Dolphins, uh, that game was delayed twice today due to lightning and uh, the titans come back they are now into the third quarter and the titans come back in the game and they tie it at 10 10 and then on the ensuing kickoff the dolphins jakeem grant takes one to the house on the kickoff exciting play to see them uh come back like that but yeah so you're sitting around all day there was more lightning in miami than there was down in los angeles for the chargers but we'll talk about that one later yeah those bolts uh, fizzled today and uh, we have a final in in that game. The Chiefs defeat the Chargers 38-28. to uh, They went with a Sturgis field goal attempt with a minute six to go. Did the Chargers, and he shanks it. He misses the, uh, the field goal attempt, and uh, that would have brought them to within seven. Onside kick, perhaps, whatever. But a lot of drops in that game. We'll talk about it later. But four drops from Phillip Rivers passes in the first half of play alone. That's right, and then you talk about, again, struggling with the kicking game. The Chargers have not had a consistent kicker since John Carney. (laughs) I mean, it's been a long, long time, Tony. So today in Minnesota, we had uh, the Vikings and the 49ers. We had Kirk Cousins against Jimmy Garoppolo, a game that everyone wanted to to see. And the, the Vikings came into the game holding 12 of 16 teams last season under 20 points. 
and they did it again today, even though it appeared as though the Niners were just going to go up and down the field and score. Uh, but they had a couple of crucial turnovers in that game. You know, the Niners, uh, the Niners last year were 47% in the red zone. And uh, once again, uh, they and, and they were 27th overall in the National Football League in efficiency and scoring in the red zone. And today we saw where Linval uh, Joseph had uh, knocked the ball away from Morris. Um, they actually had back-to-back fumble plays. One, the Niners recover. The next one, they give up at the Viking two-yard line. A uh, 14-play drive comes up empty, and uh, they were trailing 10-3 to right before the half. That was a big play in the game. That comes after Dalvin Cook coughed up uh, of the football for the Vikings, and it was a back-and-forth game. And the Niners in that contest, Scott, they got banged up. So they're playing with their third right guard of the game <laughs> after Joshua Garnett gets hurt. He was injured in the second half. Wide receiver Marquise Goodman, he went out with a hamstring injury. He comes back. He returns. Good for him. Trying to tough it out. Rub some and dirt then on he just, it. Yeah, and then he just couldn't go anymore. They shut him down for the day. Mike Person also suffered a foot injury. Your impressions of the game? Well, I'll tell you what. I, th- I think I don't think the Minnesota defense gets enough credit for as good as they are. And if you look at what they did to San Francisco today, Tony, uh, nine quarterback hits. So Jimmy Garoppolo looked really good at times, uh, but the Minnesota defense really got to him. To your point, they really put a, a, a hurt on him. Three sacks on the day, nine quarterback hits. Uh, and really, uh, pressure-wise, another nine pressures. So, so this Minnesota defense got through that line, and you mentioned the injury, so that obviously explains a lot of it for San Francisco. But I haven't been convinced on San Francisco thus far, but Garoppolo had, I think, one of the most beautiful passes I've seen in a long time. Again, he finished the day 15 of 33 for 261 and one touchdown. And here, uh, here's the touchdown that he threw, and you have to see the video, but we're going to play the audio for you now. Jimmy Garoppolo to Dante Pettis. 15 and a half sacks the last two years for Hunter. Garoppolo, pressure again, he's in trouble. Spins away momentarily, throwing end zone, taking a shot, and it is caught for the touchdown. The rookie Pettis, spectacular. So, yeah, Pettis, I mean, first of all, good wide receiver, great uh, pickup by the 49ers, but Garoppolo, you know, again, I think this is what you get with young quarterbacks. I don't care if someone has crowned him the future king of the quarterback kingdom, but the reality is you're going to see guys go back and forth. We saw that with Mahomes, and we'll talk about that with the Chiefs game. But Garoppolo looked good at times, under pressure, of course. No quarterback's going to be at their fullest potential under pressure, Tony. And Minnesota really brought it today and, and really impressed me. Most of the day we saw where uh, Garoppolo was under duress. Uh, they were able to run in the second half. Uh, I think what the 49ers uh, did as far as uh, adjustments, Kyle Shanahan ran a lot of misdirection to try to take some pressure off of him. And that Dante Pettis is unbelievable. Remember him at the University of Washington, uh, where he was an elite punt returner. He hasn't even started on special teams, and he makes a fingertip reception at the back of the end zone on a play that was all arm. Amazing. It was it was absolutely all arm by Garoppolo, and it was a third down and 15 play uh, that he connected on. And, you know, you, you talked a lot about uh, the fact that this the fact that Garoppolo was under pressure all day, too, and, and that, you know, they were hitting him. Not only did they hit him, this is a stupid rule in the NFL. Oh, yes. Sheldon Richardson puts, quote, body weight on Jimmy Garoppolo, and so they call him for roughing the quarterback. How could they do something like that 
it's a ridiculous rule because your forward momentum will carry you and you're going to land on top of a QB. How is that avoidable? Tony, it's not avoidable. And if you remember during the preseason, the, the Vikings were a part of that situation. They sacked the quarterback. And literally, you tackle a man, the quarterback, and when you're tackling him to the ground, you have to fall on him. There's no way not to put your weight on him. It is football, ladies and gentlemen. But in that case, that official back then literally said that what he must do to avoid the penalty is to tackle and roll off the quarterback. <laughs> now explain to me, unless you're in the movie uh, and, and you're in a, against a green screen and you're doing special effects, how are you going to tackle a man and roll off him at the last second before he hits the ground? Big day for the Niners' defense, especially early. DeForest Buckner, last year he had three sacks all of last season. He had two and a half sacks today. Uh, so he looked really good. Um, and then when you talk about Kirk Cousins, uh, what's your evaluation of the way that he played today? Uh, definitely a good team leader. But again, the story of the the Vikings is the defense. That's right. And, and I mean, Cousins, again, 20-36, 244, two scores. Um, you know, I, I, he's one of those guys that, that he, he got the big contract and you want to see that he does well. And, and I think he is a good quarterback. But remember, the quarterback situation in Minnesota with Keenum and how they decided to go that direction, uh, they, they went with an upgrade. And so Kirk Cousins has a lot of expectations on him, Tony, whether or not he lives it. He played a good game today. I mean, he just did. Um, and, and the Vikings won, so he's 1-0 as the Vikings starting quarterback. But I think it's going to be a progression. We'll see how that all works out over time and, and if he lives up to uh, the expectations that come with that size contract. One of the turning points we felt of the game, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pass to George Kittle, who is wide open. He actually, you and I were watching the replay, and yeah, you can hear Scott clapping there. It's not for <laughs> me. The applause is not for me. But uh, it actually was Kittle closing his hands before the ball arrived. Yes. So he didn't even try to squeeze it. He thought that the ball was come. I don't know what he was thinking, because you should feel the ball first, but he closes his hands I think he might have closed his eyes, too. Yes. And so a drop wide open, closed hands wide open, very next play. Very next play, Mike Hughes with a pick six after a receiver falls down. It's a 28-yard return. The UCF rookie Hughes uh, with the touchdown. And that was a big play in what uh, was a close game. That's right. And that's the kind of play, Tony, that doesn't show up in the stat line, right? Because... Here you have a potential touchdown, actually. I mean, he was so wide open. Kittle gets out there, and, and you just don't know what happens. But he closes his hands before the ball arrives, uh, and it was right on the money. But now people are going to look at that, and they're going to say, oh, Garoppolo, he threw a, a pick six. Well, guess what? Everybody makes mistakes, but at the same time, could have had six points easily to play before it. Kyle Juszczyk on the very next series uh, that we saw for Garoppolo has a 56-yard reception where they throw the ball to that talented fullback, uh, coming out of the backfield. So he used all of his weapons today. The Niner defense seems to be legit. Is this a contending team? I don't, I, everyone says, yes, it's a contending team. They seem to be one of the media darlings out there. I'm not so convinced. I think they, they've been down for so long uh, that they're going to they have to put it together. The schedule obviously favors them. Uh, having a, a good young quarterback is, I think, a double-edged sword because you saw as much of the praise as we've given Garoppolo, um, he's going to make mistakes too. So whether or not that defense is going to be strong enough to carry the team at times, I think still remains to be seen. 
And uh, not a lot on Garoppolo today. We talked about the drop pass from Kittle, but 15 of 33, 261, and one touchdown. And uh, that was a tough loss. And the one thing that I really noticed, too, was the Vikings, you know, you would think they're they're dominating the stat sheet uh, every phase of the game. And it's still like, you know, an eight-point game at the end of the contest. Uh, they just kept coming back, the Niners did, and if not for like, the costly turnover and that uh, that big fumble uh, by um, Alfred Mars inside the five yard line, I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, and there's no both these teams can't run the ball either, so <laughs> there was no establishment of the running game, and that would maybe open up the passing game a little bit. And so, when you're a young quarterback and you're got an offensive line that's beat up against uh, uh, in front of you, it's going to be hard, I think, to establish it. I think the the score was indicative. Uh, of this game being closer than it might have uh, might have should have been uh, in in Minnesota especially, uh, but but I think I think the 49ers are going to be fine. I still don't think they're going to uh, clearly they're not going to unseat the Rams, and I still think the Seattle Seahawks, despite all the talk about them being done, I still think they're going to be there in contention as well. Do we have any updates on the afternoon scores as uh, we take a look? We will take a look right here at the scores. Uh, of course, we have uh, currently action still in play. Uh, here we go. Let's go. Carolina leads Dallas 16-8. to That's got to be a thrilling game. That's at the two-minute warning as well. Washington has defeated the Arizona Cardinals 24-6. Seattle and Denver in a little bit of a barn burner. There's a minute left. Seattle has the ball at the Seattle 12, so they just got the ball. They're down by three to the Denver Broncos, so that's your update on the game still in progress. And when we return here on the PG, we'll talk about that uh, tie game. 21 all. So is the losing streak effectively over for the Cleveland Browns? Yes. We'll discuss when we return (laughs) right here on the PG. CBS Sports Radio, 1140. Yeah. The Las Vegas sports scene is fast-paced and ever-changing. That's why you need a shot of adrenaline. Sports Adrenaline. Haley Brooks here inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 as we cover all things on the local sports scene. If it's happening in Las Vegas, Tony Cordasco, John Castanino, and Matt Gutierrez and me are talking about it. Interviews, insights, and your input too. The Sports Adrenaline Show, live Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. The PG on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. Your live, local NFL post-game experience. Call now and let Raiders Nation hear your Sunday best. 702-889-5978. Welcome back, Tony Cardasco and Scott Goldbranson from Las Vegas. This is the PG and things are a little upside down, uh, Scott, in the AFC West. We did not anticipate the Chargers losing at home today to the Chiefs. It's, you know, the Chargers, again, bitten by the injury bug over and over again. Joey Bosa, hurt foot, did not play today. Big, big loss. I mean, that's the guy up front for them that really makes their motor go. You look at the Chiefs, again, 38-28 over the Chargers. And Tony, your guy, Patrick Mahomes, 15-27, yeah, 256 yards. Four touchdowns. Now, for that vaunted Charger defense that we've heard so much about, they really gave up a lot of yards and a lot of scores to the young quarterback. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about the Chargers is that whenever they miss one piece, 
So like Bosa, you know, with the holdout, what is his his rookie year or like when he misses uh, time a year ago and he's hurt anytime there's like one and that's just one player. But if they're missing an important piece, they they don't know how to react. They don't. And it, it, it's it's the weirdest thing. This team cannot seem to put it together, cannot seem to keep it together with a with a veteran quarterback leader like you have in Philip Rivers, it's really shocking. Uh, and Philip Rivers puts up all the numbers in the world. He will be a Hall of Fame quarterback because of the numbers. But it's just it's it's uncanny how it happens every year, Tony. So, do we have any other updates uh, of the games that are in progress? Dolphins and Titans. We do. Uh, after their 18-hour delay, <laughs> uh, these teams are starting to score now. Miami leads Tennessee 24 to 17. That's with 10-11 left in the fourth quarter. And that's another thing. You're waiting on the the under. You know, oh. there, there's no way they're going to score. It's it's wet. It's there's lightning. It's 15 <laughs> hours later, and here they are. Here comes the scoring parade. Ah, uh, Miami, right? That weather. So, yeah, so now they're putting it together. The ball must have dried off by now. Uh, also, another a huge, fi- uh, excuse me, offensive performance not. Carolina's leading the Cowboys 16-8 with 116 left in the fourth. Uh, the Panthers have the ball on the Dallas 17, so it looks like, barring a turnover or some other uh, event, the Panthers are going to defeat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, boy, eight points. Eight points. And they didn't even score until, uh, what, late mid to late third quarter, right. if that? Right. So so that entire Cowboys situation down there with that offense, who knows what's going on. Ezekiel Elliott obviously hasn't uh, made a big difference today. And then just final is Denver. And you talk about the AFC West, which you started the segment off with. Denver defeats the Seattle Seahawks at home 27 to 24. So boy, AFC West you have the Chiefs and the Broncos both with a win and more importantly Tony, the Chiefs with a divisional win against the Chargers. That's a big loss for for the uh, LA Chargers. Yeah, for the LA Chargers. Well, yeah, for me, they'll always be the San Diego Chargers. So uh, the Steelers and Browns, 21 all tie the final. Yes, the final. The Steelers were 29 and 4, 29 and 4 since 2002 against the Browns. So Le'Veon Bell is out. He loses $885,000 by not showing up on Saturday. We'll lose another $885 if he doesn't show up Monday or Tuesday. So you have to really believe now. Uh, they're starting to squeeze him a little bit. He has to show up in camp. Well, especially, the, hey, the performance of John Connor today, you know, that that's going to put some pressure on him too. By the way, with all the money we make doing these radio shows, uh, I would take the $800,000 check if he wants to give it over to me and I'll report for him. James, sorry. I said John. Yeah, John, I'm, I'm James tra- Connor. I'm thinking of the Terminator. Yeah, so, so, so James <laughs> Connor scores a touchdown of to the first <laughs> half on a short run. And then he adds a second one of the second half, uh, one that gave the Steelers at the time a two-touchdown lead. 31 car- – uh, what do you have? About 135 yards, 31 carries. Right. And then, um, I mean, you look at two – I think Cleveland really looked good in this game. I- I've been saying that they've gotten a little too much hype that's putting unfair pressure on them. But Tyrod Taylor having that bridge quarterback, an experienced quarterback, who at times doesn't look like an experienced quarterback. He, he looks lost and, and really not uh, on target too many times. But then again, he seems to do it uh, 197 yards on the day. And, Tony, this beautiful, again, another uh, unbelievable catch, all hands. This was uh, Taylor to uh, Josh Gordon at TD. Josh Gordon. 
Taylor looking for the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I mean, that again, watch the highlight packages tonight, folks. That catch. Uh, was fantastic, and uh, you know the Browns, they need confidence. I mean, when you haven't won a game forever, uh, that is good. So you asked the question earlier, Tony, does this mean their, their losing streak is over? It is. It's Yes, it's the old kissing the sister thing with a tie, uh, and nobody wants a tie. But I think it's a devastating first week for the, for the Steelers. Yeah, and the Steelers did not look good. Uh, you know, final score, notwithstanding the Steelers, turnover prone today, six turnovers in the game. Tyrod Taylor on that play showed tremendous poise. He sees an inside blitz coming, delivers one pass to set up that Josh Gordon touchdown, uh, and then uh, just uh, another, you know, he had some other mismatches. He underthrows, you know, another pass um, to his intended receiver, but he was good at picking out Tyrod Taylor. Uh, The mismatches today, Josh Hayden went out in that contest for the Steelers. In comes Cameron uh, Sutton, and then they pick on Sutton in that play. Uh, on that play, Josh Gordon uh, with an amazing touchdown. Denzel Ward played pretty well today. Denzel Ward. Yeah, no, he, he really did. I, I was impressed. We were talking about him a lot. Uh, and that defense, that Cleveland defense looked good. Listen, they really pressured Roethlisberger, uh, who, who lost a, a fumble, had three interceptions. So I was really impressed with Cleveland's defense, which allowed them to be in better field position to score as they did in this game, especially late when they were able to get into position uh, and, and tie the game, uh, which was, was fantastic. And, I mean, you look at all of these, these guys that they've put into the system, and I really believe that this team – well, they might not make the playoffs this year or even be 500. Uh, I think they are on their way to finally ending that long streak of terrible, terrible years. Taylor today, his numbers 15 of 40, 197, one touchdown, one interception. He was also the leading rusher. They, something has to be, yards. Yeah, something has to be done about that in that department. But he was able uh, to find Jarvis Landry. Uh, seven receptions, 106. And so Landry's going to be an important piece. You have Landry. You have Gordon. You have Des. Des maybe they have Des Bryant. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll have Des Bryant. I, they should get Des Bryant. Yes. Why not? Why not? I think after the season starts, I think they're going to be able to sign him. Well, and that you, you talk about that talented receiving core, but then also from a, from a rushing perspective, Tony, before we step away, um, rookie Nick Chubb, who I actually like as a running back, I think he's, he's going to be surprisingly going to come up and, and be a good guy here. Uh, only three carries on the day, but 21 yards. So I think they'll work him into the rotation. Carlos Hyde got the start today and did okay, but I think Chubb's going to be the long-term guy there. Stay tuned uh, right here on the PG. We'll have more coming up. We'll take a look at uh, the rest of the games around the National Football League. We will take your call, 702-889-5978. Tony Cardasco, Scott Gobranson here on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. Dollar Loan Center is now funding signature loans up to $5,000. No checking account required and no prepayment penalties. Visit their 31 area location. Go to don'tbebroke.com or call 364-LOAN today. Licensed by Nevada Financial Institutions. Loan subject to approval. 
Hi, Scott Branson here. Join KXST's Silver and Black Today show at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino Superbook this Monday starting at 5 p.m. for the Raider Nation Red Zone Viewing Party. Celebrate the first Monday night game of the season with a doubleheader viewing party in the Westgate Superbook with autographs from some Raider legends, Bob Golick and Jerry Porter. Autograph sessions start at 5.30 p.m. Come out and join us this Monday at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino Superbook on Paradise Road between D.I. and Sahara. The Raiders' future is in Las Vegas. Join us every Sunday morning from 8 until 10 a.m. for Silver and Black Today. Interviews, latest news, and your calls. Everything focused on Raider Nation. That's Silver and Black Today, live Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio 1140. CBS Sports Radio. The PG with Tony Cordasco and Scott Goldbranson on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m., Las Vegas. Call now and rave about your team's Sunday stat line, 702-889-5978. And we are now joined locally here in Las Vegas on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m., Tony Cardasco and Scott Goldbranson. And congratulations to the Dodgers with a big win today. That's why we were a little bit delayed on the local end, but we've been live on the radio.com app. Dodgers win it today, 9-6. to And Scott, let's have a rundown once again of uh, today's scores and games that are in progress. All right, we'll start off at the top with morning game. Steelers-Browns, they go to a 21-21 tie in that game. Tyrod Taylor for the Cleveland Browns, 15-40, and a touchdown. Then the Vikings, that defense again holds the 49ers under 20 points as the new Purple People Eaters take down the Niners 24-15. Jimmy Garoppolo, the king of the NFL quarterbacks, at least for the future, 15-33, 261 with one touchdown. Also, Kirk Cousins with that new big contract in Minneapolis, 20-36, 244, two touchdowns as well. The Bengals, they win 24-23 over the Colts, who got their quarterback in the game for the first time in 600 days, and that, of course, was Andrew Luck, who did not have any luck today losing to Cincinnati, but Luck did look like his old self going 35 of, excuse me, 39 of 53 for 319 and two touchdowns. On the other side, Cincinnati's Joe Mixon, 17 carries, 95 yards, A.J. Green, 92 yards, and a touchdown. In the Ravens-Bills game, it was a horror show. The Ravens uh, 47-3 over the Bills. Nathan Peterman, I think that thing is done in Buffalo. He's benched after the third quarter, going 5 of 18, 24 yards, two, touch, two interceptions. In three career starts, Nathan Peterman has yet to finish a game. Wow, Josh Allen came in and spelled him late. Jaguars 20, Giants 15. In that game, Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 106 yards, one touchdowns. He's one touchdown. He's trying to make sure that everyone knows he was worth that pick by the Giants in the first round. Buccaneers in a big score fest, 48-40 over the Saints. Ryan Fitzpatrick is my player of the week. He goes 21 to 28, 417 yards, four touchdowns to two receivers. Mike Evans, 147 yards to Sean Jackson, 146. In New England, they take down the Texans 27-20. The Titans and Dolphins are still going as we speak due to lightning delays throughout the day as well. And if you look at the Chargers and Chiefs, the Chargers lose at home again in a division game. They lose to the Chiefs 38-28. to And if you also will head down to um, – excuse me. Sorry, I lost my place. If you head down to Miami, that game 24-17 – 
late in the fourth quarter as well as the Arizona Cardinals were down 24-6 by the Washington Redskins and, of course, Alex Smith, their new quarterback there as well. Carolina 16, Dallas 8, that has gone final. And that is your update as of right now. And uh, thus far, it is six favorites winning, four underdogs, six and four is uh, is what the count is as far as favorites to underdogs on this opening uh, week of the NFL. And typically, it's a lot of underdogs covering uh, point spreads uh, in the early stages. You know, I wanted to go back to, uh, Scott, that uh, Steelers-Browns game. Jabril Peppers with a fair catch in overtime, and there is no defender within 20 yards. And is this just, is, I mean, obviously the team is snake-bitten because you need to have <laughs> a little bit of luck. You have to have some sort of luck to win a game uh, and, you know, to go through these these bad spells and a losing streak where they haven't won a game since 2016. So then after that, you know, they they go three and out, do the Steelers, uh I mean, do the do the Browns, and then a bad punt, and the Steelers take off on their own forty-four yard line. They drive down, they miss a field goal. But yeah. I, I mean, how many times can this happen to the Cleveland Browns? Well, it's crazy too because their their young kicker Zane Gonzalez, who's in his second year out of Arizona State, great <laughs> kicker. He just knuckleballs one. Yeah, it was actually they said the uh, they they now credit uh, T.J. T.J. Watt. With a block, but I, I didn't see him. I didn't. See I didn't either. even see him touch the football. It just looked like a knuckleball. And all of a sudden, of course, in Cleveland, right? Yeah, things are going south. Uh, it starts raining. It's pouring. It's a, <laughs> it's, a it's a downpour. And and G- Gonzalez gets it teed up. Everyone's thinking they're going to win the game in OT. And it was. I go no. There's no way he'll make this field goal. No, you started laughing. I, w- I knew it. I knew you could tell. <laughs> yeah. I, and again, though, Tony, how much of this is because of now kicking's a different thing. Kickers play in the preseason, but how much of this has to do with this whole dialing down in in the, in the preseason? Now, usually, special teams guys, Peppers probably played more than than maybe a starting offensive tackle or somebody like that. But I just think that the focus isn't there. They're focusing on these games that mean nothing, that people don't want to pay to see, that people don't want to watch. And I think that preparation and, and getting people and, and even special teams guys ready for, ready for the season is just not there. Yeah, and I thought that there would be a lot of low-scoring games. I haven't uh, measured everything uh, thus far against the, the total, um, but I have to guess that a lot of these games went under under the total today. Um, because they're, they're not practicing as a, as a team. Uh, they're not playing against live competition in the preseason. I know we've had several discussions about uh, the NFL going to a two-exhibition game preseason. Yeah, I know. We, we, we talked uh, on our Silver and Black Today show today to Vinny Bonsignori from The Athletic, and he thought that that would happen sooner versus later. But you just never know with the NFL. I mean, you talked earlier about the putting the weight on the quarterback rule uh, I, you know, dumb rules. Stupid. There's, there's, it's, it's at some point when it starts to interfere with revenue, meaning that ratings are going down or fans are getting frustrated enough that the NFL is hearing them. I think that's when it changes. But, but to see these games, uh, and and you saw some of these plays too. You know, you're picking on Cleveland a little bit, but we've been watching games all day, and we saw we saw this in some other games too, where decisions and and whatnot. It just doesn't look at at this time. It looks like the first week of the preseason, frankly. The Buccaneers defeated the Saints today 48-40, to the high-scoring game of the day. You talk about totals, 
This game goes over the total in the first half when it was 31-23. <laughs> the story of the day, the Buccaneers quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, as you mentioned, throwing for 417 yards. Fitzpatrick on the day, touchdown passes twice to Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and he also runs for a touchdown. Not to, not only does Fitzpatrick, the bearded one, you know, run does for that touchdown. Does he have the beard this year? Are well, you sure? I think in those highlights they called him the beard, so I'm <laughs> I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he still has the beard. Uh, he runs over, mows over the free safety, Marcus Williams. He just runs him over. And then in the fourth quarter, Deshaun Jackson, he gets injured on a loss, uh, a very long pass completion. Uh, but today, the Buccaneers looked really good. Um, they, they actually came out and executed well with Fitzpatrick filling in for the suspended Jameis Winston. Well, and, and speaking of strikes, I mean, listen to this one, Tony. This was Fitzpatrick to Deshaun Jackson. Fitzpatrick to throw and has time in the pocket. Airing it out deep to Sean Jackson. Wide open. He's got it, and that's going to be a Buccaneer touchdown. 58 yards. Buccaneer touchdown. Hey, you know 58 what? 58 yards. You know what? Did they just tag that at the end, or was that part of the call? Like in radio, you know, in the radio world, we'll do a spot, right? And then they'll have an, another voice come on, and it that's could, the way. It, it, it might have been my edit. It's a good edit. Good edit. <laughs> but you know like, what? How, you have, how does that announcer have two different voices? Well, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. That that play in particular was indicative of what Ryan Fitzpatrick saw all day, and that was guys wide open. And and with Fitzpatrick, Tony, the thing about this guy, besides the fact that he's from he was Harvard, a former former Jet. Well, he's a former Jet, but he always they're not, seems they're to. Not, they, he, I mean, that's more. That's. He had more touchdowns today than he had in an entire season in New York. <laughs> well, that's just because that place is cursed too. But uh, that's that my that's the Browns East. But my point about Fitzpatrick is this, Tony. It seems like almost every year that he's not in a Jets uniform, he does this. He comes out and he'll 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 string together three or four games, uh, maybe even five. And you're thinking, man, this this guy has it all together. This is a guy who can lead you in a deep playoff run. And then it seems that the wheels fall off for whatever reason. I can't figure it out. He's a really heady guy. He's very smart. He's got all the talent. Uh, he's got a great arm. I don't know why it all falls apart. You have any clue why that happens? I mean, but today, filling in for Winston, uh, again, who's out because of stupidity, um, they, they, I mean, he looked great. And if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm like, okay, man, you got to keep this rolling. And, and if he continues it, then what do you do when, uh, when Jameis comes back? Uh, The Saints really came on in that game in the fourth quarter. They scored 16 unanswered points. They made it an eight-point game. And uh, luckily for uh, the Buccaneers, they were able to run out the clock. Fitzpatrick did a real good job. That's the one area that he really excelled in in New York was his clock management and just, you know, his command of the huddle. Um, New York, uh, I mean, New Orleans, rather, playing today without the suspended Mark Ingram had just 43 Rushing yards. Wow. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Ted Ginn Jr. with receiving touchdowns. Drew Brees, 37 out of 45, 439 yards and three touchdowns. And that is a typical Drew Brees line. And you would have to imagine if you wake up and you're reading the paper on a Monday morning that if you saw those numbers from Drew Brees, you would think that, wow, uh, the Saints must have won by 30. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like we just followed a Dodger game, so I'll bring up a baseball analogy. It's like throwing a one hit shutout and or a one hit 
game and you lose one nothing, right? I mean, this guy, Drew Brees, is, is I think, in, in the last throws of an amazing Hall of Fame career, and he was able to do that today. And what's amazing is you talked about the, the, the lack of rushing for the Saints, Tony. Kamara, eight carries, 29 yards. But Alvin Kamara had nine receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown. So he broke out, and, and, and Brees was able to find him as a receiver and, and put that together. But this game reminds me of old AFC West games, actually, where you had to outscore and you had uh, a stabler and a Fouts uh, throwing 400 yards against each other. Fun to watch. Uh, it blew the over, as you mentioned, but uh, I like the Saints moving forward. I still think that they're going to win that division or or at least uh, contend with Atlanta for it. What was your favorite play of the day? Mine was the Dante Pettis touchdown reception from Jimmy Garoppolo. What was your favorite play of the day? I like the Gordon touchdown. I mean, both of them I mean, were great. The Gordon touchdown from Tyrod Taylor. And, and that's when I asked you, uh, I, I said, did he, get his, did he get two feet down? You said he got three. He got three. Yes. He has three feet. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't well, get what, it at the what time. He did, yeah. What he did was he caught the ball, he got one, two, and just for safekeeping, he touched that last toe before he went out of bounds, which shows you uh, that the, the Gordon, despite some of his issues, great wide receiver. Stay tuned for our second hour here on the PG. Tony Cardasco, Scott Cobranson. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. The PG, your weekly go-to football post-game show in Las Vegas. The PG, scores, highlights, guests, and storylines from the Raiders and the NFL. It's your time to sound off and shout about the day's highs and lows. Call now, 702-889-5978. Here's Scott Goldbranson and your host, Tony Cordasco. And welcome back for our second hour. Coming up, uh, we will have a preview of that Rams-Raiders game and Scott, the uh, the line has gone up in that game. Opened up Rams minus three and a half, or not open, but uh, last week because you, know, you could get it to pick them, I guess, over the summer. Uh, but minus three and a half for the Rams now up one point to minus four and a half. The total was earlier in the week forty nine and a half down to forty eight, and I think it could go up still. I think there's uh, the the public loves that game, loves the Rams. I like the Rams. Uh, I think that that game, and I know we're going to talk about it a little more in depth later, but I think that game is going to be a two a two score game, and I do mean two touchdowns. Scores, scores. Yes, we have an update. Hey, about to go final. There's a minute left. Uh, the Miami Dolphins ahead of the Tennessee Titans down in that really delayed game down in Miami due to lightning. It's 27 to 20. Tennessee um, has the ball now uh, after a punt uh, on their own uh, one yard line. As a matter of fact, down by 10 with a minute left. So you can um, you can as as Ken Harrelson would say, you could put that one on the board probably. And of course, we are waiting for Chicago and Green Bay to get started here. Uh, at 20 after the hour. So that's up to date. That's the last game that is in play, Tony. Uh, So we're waiting for the Sunday night game to start. Very busy NFL day. And uh, we're recapping the games from today. And we can take your phone calls at 702-889-5978. Let's talk uh, Jacksonville and the Giants. Uh, Jacksonville with a 20-15 win. Pat Shermer in his debut against the Jaguars today. This was a game where Leonard Fournette goes out of the game. He was injured, suffered a hamstring injury in the second quarter. 
He had 55 yards on 12 carries before he departed, so he was a big part of the game. Uh, There was also another debut for the Giants today, and this is why you take a running back with the top pick because he's that good. Yeah, and it's, it's not terrible. Like the other Barkley would say. I know I don't do good the impression. Yeah, that was real bad. But as I said earlier, Saquon Barkley is a role model. <clears throat> in fact, he gets the ball early in this game, Tony. And what does he do? Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds. And Barkley takes it all the way. 68 yards. All right, so what are the New York headlines, Mr. New Jersey? What do the New York headlines say tomorrow? It's got to be something positive. This kid, I think, has always been the real deal, and he showed it so far. I know it's early, but if you're a Giants fan, you got to feel pretty good despite the final score, which was 20-15 to 15 Jaguars. Yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm writing the headlines, I take the Jag side. <laughs> something with the Jags, you know? You think so? Yeah. Cats. Scratches. Yeah, like a dagger. Jagger. <laughs> I don't know something, but yeah, that that was my uh, that was my dream job growing up. I wanted to write headlines for the Daily News. I would have been fired last week or a couple weeks ago, or for the Post. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know that actually that touchdown was uh, later on in the game, which made that score twenty to fifteen. Right, and then you know a lot of things happened went against the the Giants in this contest. Um, the big play for the Jaguars was that Miles Jack thirty two yard pick six early in the fourth quarter. And uh, really not a ton of scoring back and forth. Sterling Shepard, we thought, was interfered with uh, on a pass play late in the game. Uh, The Giants uh, would have gotten the ball back. Uh, They would have gotten it back late in the contest after they held uh, Jacksonville uh, three and out with uh, under a minute to go. And Kalen Clay muffs a punt recovered by the Jaguars. And that was that. That was, and I, I know Giants fans are going to be mortified at uh, the team coming out and losing uh, with some of the excitement in the offseason. But, but I, thought, I thought overall the Giants, they're going to put it together. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. And if you look at uh, uh, Beckham's day, of course, 11 catches, 111 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but, but he looked really, really good and focused more than anything. He really looked sharp. Uh, Eli Manning, again, 224 yards. Uh, and really a nice uh, QB rating at almost 70, uh, despite the fact that uh, that he was sacked a couple times and was under some pressure. He threw one pick, frankly, but as we saw last year, a lot of – and I, I, I'm not an Eli Manning fan, but I think he gets picked on too much. I, I think a lot of what happened last year, he had so many injuries. But I like this Giants team. They lose to the Jaguars. Jaguars are a tough team, man. It's not like, it's not like they were playing the Browns. Yeah, well, and Manning today, no touchdowns. So he's got uh, a lot of weapons. Yep. Uh, Beckham's back. Beckham with uh, some big catches in the contest today. Uh, good numbers for Eli Manning, 23 for 37, 224. I think uh, one of the areas that uh, the Giants were, were really lacking was any sort of a consistent pass rush mm-hmm. from what I saw in the game. Olivier Vernon uh, was out today. The linebacker for the Giants uh, should be back next week, but that was uh, a big loss for the Giants. Uh, because they needed to put some some pressure on uh, on Bortles today. The Jaguars are at New England next week. That's going to be interesting. So there might have been even a, lo- a little bit of a look ahead. And the Giants are in Dallas for the Sunday night game. Uh, but uh, for the Giants, I'm just curious how they're going to do this year with Pat Shermer and how far are they going to go with Eli Manning. 
Uh, is he towards the end of his career? That's got to be a question. Well, it does have to be a question. And, and everyone thought right during the draft in April that they might go get a quarterback, uh, one of the younger quarterbacks, and, and so they didn't, right? Uh, and, and they went with Barkley, which I think is obviously the right movement. And I think Eli's got enough left in the tank for them to make a run. Uh, whether or not they have the talent to go deep in the playoffs, I'm not so sure of at this point, Tony. But I do think... He is serviceable. He is good. He has the leadership. He's won the big game. So you you have to think that uh, under the leadership of Eli Manning, the Giants will be much improved this year. Uh, we go to the Colts and Bengals today. Cincinnati wins that game 34-23. to And Andrew Luck returns, as you had mentioned, after being out for 616 days. I would wait to 666, actually, before I came. <laughs> That's because uh, you're evil. Yeah, I'm very evil. And this is your evil update. <laughs> uh, but uh, he finds uh, Eric Ebron in the uh, early in the second uh, quarter. Um, he takes a big hit uh, early on, and uh, I was kind of surprised that he got up. The safety Sean Williams uh, ejected from the game on that yeah. play because it was helmet to helmet. But Andrew Luck bounces right up, and that a lot of anxious. That was an anxious moment in Indianapolis today. Yeah, especially since they need offensive line help. I mean, Andrew Luck's come come back from this injury. And, uh, you know, whether or not he's going to be everything that he was, he sure looked like it today, Tony. At the same time, you got to wonder how it's going to all hold up with uh, this, this really, this Indianapolis team is, is, is in rebuilding mode. And so how, how is that going to play out for him? You like to have him back there, you know, when you have young kids coming in and you're trying to create something different. But uh, uh, he, losing those days, losing two years, basically, is hard, but man, he looked sharp today. So did Jordan Wilkins, the running back. I mean, this is a kid everybody's kind of been waiting for for a couple years. He's everybody's sleeper every single year coming out of camp, uh, and he only had 40 yards. Uh, but the, the 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 Colts had to throw a lot, and um, I really like what they're doing there. But but it's going to be a long, long year, I think, for the Colts, even if Andrew Luck is 100. percent Andrew Luck today comes within 15 yards of pulling off his 18th come from behind victory in Indianapolis. Jack Doyle fumbles the ball, 46 seconds remaining. Clayton Fedulum returning the fumble, 83 yards in the Bengals' win. Uh, luck today. His, his numbers, he threw the ball 53 times. Fedulum swung the pendulum? Yes. The Fedulum was swaying the wrong way <laughs> is what happened there. So Luck uh, finishes the day 39-53, 319, two touchdowns and an interception. And I have to say thumbs up on that performance. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. What are you going to say? The numbers speak for themselves. And we saw a lot of those. I mean, on the other side of the ball too, Tony, we, in this game, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, I think, is one of those guys that a lot of people like to dislike. Maybe because he's a redhead. I don't know. That's I don't have anything against redheads, but some people don't uh, seem to care for them. But Andy Dalton, 21 to 28. I mean, he was really efficient, almost 250 yards. Joe Mixon, their running back, um, really had a great game, 17-95 and a touchdown, including a long of 27. So the Bengals, are the Bengals finally going to win for Marvin Lewis? Is he finally going to get over that hump? He's not Hugh Jackson, but he's Marvin Lewis. I don't know. I, I, the Bengals, to me, are, uh, are, are a mystery and always will be. I got the feeling today if the Browns had lost that game yeah. after coming back and going into OT, they might have just been done. <laughs> with you, uh, no more, no more. You, yeah. you, you had your TV time on Hard Knocks. No more, no more. They just get rid of that guy. Uh, but the the Bengals had trailed in the game today. We're talking about the Colts and Bengals. Uh, Bengals trail twenty three to ten. Andy Dalton, as you mentioned, he heats up in the game. 
Uh, he found A.J. Green for a 38-yard touchdown. There was a Joe Mixon uh, one-yard rushing touchdown and the extra point. The Bengals uh, took the lead at that point, 24-23. Green had an up-and-down game. He had a fumble and uh, that he recovered, and he also had a second fumble late in the game that he lost. Yeah, it, it, boy, I don't know. It's it's one of those deals where Lack I Lack of preseason preparation. Exactly. That's the theme of today's show, clearly. So we'll talk uh, more. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for getting my back there. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about uh, all the games that were played today. Uh, we'll take your phone call, 702-889-5978. You guys are going to be somewhere tomorrow night, right? We are. We'll talk about that when we come back. Okay. Stay tuned. Much more coming up on the PG here on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m. The PG with Tony Cordasco and Scott Goldbranson on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m. Las Vegas. Call now and rave about your team's Sunday stat line, 702-889-5978. The Bears and the Packers uh, about to get uh, started in Green Bay. Packers minus seven, total 46. Khalil Mack will be on what they're calling a pitch count. I thought that was only in that? baseball. Again, that's why you don't hold out, dude. And you know what? It's not the frozen tundra yet. No, it's awfully nice it's up there. The, it's, <laughs> it looks, it's, it's it looks hu- uh, humid mosquito I, infested. I, you know what? I really want to hear from someone who completed a five-teamer or more with that Dolphin game. Yeah, uh, you know, like you had to wait all day uh, for for that game to be played, and the Dolphins uh, prevailed late in the contest after they were delayed twice by lightning. Uh, what was a longer game today, the Dodger game or, <laughs> or that football game in Miami? Oh boy, eight eight nine seven eight eight nine five nine seven eight 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 nine five nine seven eight. Yes, there it goes seven zero two. That's our number. So uh, that's the game uh, that's about to kick off, Bears and Packers, and we're recapping the day in the National Football League. This is the PG. Uh, The Chargers and the Chiefs. So Pat Mahomes in the game today, uh, 10-point win for the Chiefs, an upset. 10 at home. 38-28. Is that really home? Uh, Mahomes with four (laughs) touchdown strikes in the contest. Uh, Chargers down very early in the game. Tyreek Hill, 91-yard punt return for a touchdown. Then after a Caleb Sturgis field goal, Tyreek Hill hook up from Patrick Mahomes, and uh, later off of a turnover, it was Hill once again. I mean, it was a big day. You might want to cover that guy for the Chiefs. And you know what? the The Chargers just kept pecking away though in the game. And and part of me, if if the, if if uh, you had Sturgis making a field goal late in the contest with a minute six. An onside kick, you don't know something it, could have happened. Isn't Sturgis like where that motorcycle festival is? Yes. Okay. He's also the place kicker for <laughs> the Chargers. Chargers. But here's the thing. Well, I call them the Bakersfield slash El Toro Chargers. Um, I want somebody out there, Tony, to call here at 702-889-5978 and, and, and disagree with me on this. Phillip I disagree. Was, uh, you, we don't need to call her. I, I get that. Philip Rivers today. 34 of 51, 424 yards. Three touchdowns, one pick. 400 yards. I have never seen a quarterback who throws for more yardage, more scores, and does not win games. Now, 
he'll go into the Hall of Fame. I used to actually go to church mass with Philip Rivers in San Diego. Nicest guy in the world. Love him as a guy. As a quarterback, I think he's one of the most overrated, stat-driven guys I've ever seen, and today's another good example of that. And a lot of folks uh, thought that this would be the team to win the AFC West. Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, they've got good weapons there. Mm -hmm. But the biggest issue they had today was the lack of defense, uh, special teams, and four drop passes in the first half, which just cannot happen. And once they start dropping passes, you say that Phillip Rivers is stat-driven. I say he's brat-driven. <laughs> he is absolutely one of the – he's the easiest the guy easiest guy to get riled up. He gets frustrated, and once that happens, you just kind of take him out of his rhythm. You take him out of his game entirely. Right. He's got to chill out, right? Yeah. Yes. And to me, though, this is what the Chargers do. What the Chargers do is they put up numbers. They make it close. Just like today, Tony, they came back, right? They're coming back again. And then they make some boneheaded play that that allows the other team to exploit it and move on. And if you look at if you look at what happened here, why are they throwing fifty one times? Okay, they have a good running back in Melvin Gordon who got about sixty five, I think sixty five yards today. Um, good receiving core that's upgraded. Uh, good offensive line. And then on the defense, where's this defense I've been hearing about? This Charger defense, this vaunted Charger defense that was going to win this division easily. I know Joey Bosa was out. Big big loss. I get it. But they're supposed to be deep up front, deep at the linebacker position, and deep in the defensive backfield. And, and they, they got run over today by the Chiefs. The best drive of the day for the Chargers, 12 plays, 96 yards. They score a touchdown. They cut into the early lead. It's 14-12. to 12. They go for two, and they don't get the two-point conversion. Uh, but then from there, it was all Pat Mahomes. It was all the Chiefs. Uh, and this Chiefs defense, you talk about – Where's the defense? Everyone's got on that that, that chief defense. <laughs> Derek Johnson, particularly, is in Oakland now. Um, and this was, again, uh, a Charger team where Keenan Allen scores a touchdown, brings them, you know, back into the game. They get a two-point conversion. You're like, things are going to go well. They're going to come back, perhaps, and uh, get back into this game, running out of time. But, again, they missed a late field goal. So many things went wrong today yeah. for the Chargers. But, and now the AFC West is in a state of flux, and even with the loss for the Raiders, I mean they're still they're still in the hunt. Well, yeah, not only that, but you now have to ask yourself, Tony, and I think it's true because uh, I was I was doubting the Chiefs because of that defense is so I mean on paper horrible, um, but the Chiefs come out and and play arguably the best offense in the division, the Chargers. Okay, and they hold them to twenty eight points. I know twenty eight is not exactly uh, small. But if you can take the hit from the best offense in the division, that's going to be pretty good for you because we'll see where the Raiders go, and, and they got they, they got thinner at, at offense, so we'll see what happens there. Denver's offense, I'm not convinced of. Yeah, they won today, uh, but but it didn't look electrifying there. So if you're the Chiefs, you got to come out of this game and say, wow, not only did we put up a lot of points on what is the best defense or probably second-best defense behind the Broncos, in the division, but then we also held the best offense in the division uh, to, to 28 points. The Ravens were favored today by 43 and a half, and they beat Buffalo 47 to 3. They were actually favored by seven. But the story <laughs> of that game, Nathan Peterman, the first half, 5 of 13, 17 yards and an interception, all for a total, a total quarterback rating of 8.2. Not even slightly remotely better in the second half. One more interception, and 
an overall rating of 17.9. Wow. 5 of 18, 24 yards, two picks. So what takes Buffalo so long to bring in Josh Allen? Uh, not much better for this rookie, but how did suddenly, how did the Bills get this bad? And why, why, I have to ask you, do they send in Steven Hauschka to kick a 35-yard field goal? Down trail, by 47 points. To trail 40. It was 40 to nothing at yeah. the time. 238 to go in the third. They're going to kick a field goal. you, you got to be kidding me here. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? The sad thing about this is, Tony, you, you've done a lot of traveling. I've done a lot of traveling. Buffalo Bills fans are great, great people. They're, they're, they're wonderful folks. And the fact that they got to put up with this junk is terrible. And not only that, not only Nathan Peterman, you, when you look at the stat packages we get here online, um, you said eight-something passer rating because under, 8.2. under 10 is listed as zero. So he has... <laughs> According to stats, a zero passing rating. Now, Josh Allen came in, and I like Josh Allen. I think people, uh, as we see now, Khalil Mack entering the game for the for the Bears for the first time, by the way. Um, Josh Allen. That looks I, strange. I'm it, sorry. It does look strange. We're watching it here in the monitors in the studios at CBS Sports Radio. And, and but what's it, the pitch count? I mean, it's 100 in baseball. Is it? Uh, one sack and he's done. Ten plays? Like, what, what, is the, what is the measurement here for a pitch counted football? And 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 the the great thing is to break down the the twenty five point three million dollar contract a year and see how much per play he's making tonight. Um, but back to the Bills. So they bring in Josh. I like Josh Allen. A lot of people poo pooed him during the draft because he came from Wyoming. But he comes in six of 15, 74 yards, a passer rating of fifty six. So they're already halfway there <laughs> with Josh wow. Allen. Major, ma- mega. But, but you know what though? After the game, they did announce that Josh Allen will be the new starting yes. quarterback. But here's the thing I have for you, a question for you, Tony. You're in a position where you have an absolutely garbage offensive line. Do you really want to put Josh Allen? Not only that, but now do they regret trading A.J. McCarron to the Raiders? Right. I have to agree with you there. But, you know, they had to replace a couple of offensive linemen in the offseason, uh, did the Bills. And so, yeah, they don't have any protection. And, you know, I mean, seriously, when you look at Peterman, you have to at least say, uh, there was a reason why he stunk that bad because he didn't have any time uh, to to throw the football. Uh, and you have to give kudos today to the Ravens' new defensive coordinator, uh, Don Martindale, uh, did a, an exceptional job, obviously, uh, in preparing the Ravens for for that game um, in what was you know a blowout in that contest. So yeah, and I think that I think um, I think the Bills should go get the other Peterman, Jacopo Peterman. You a Seinfeld fan? You don't know. No, Peter. I know who it is, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't have any part of it. Elaine. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, John O'Hurley's the actor who plays. I yes, and I grew up around those types of people. I know you did. Back east. <laughs> uh, so we've got. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about the Panthers and the Cowboys. Um, in, in that contest, on uh, the final score once again. 16 to 8. 16 to 8. Yes, and um, so so obviously not a lot of offense going on down there. Well, and it was a shutout uh, being pitched by the Panther, Panthers for most of the game. And um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, this year they're going to try to rely on him more. Uh, and you saw what they did. They ran him out of the backfield. They threw some swing passes. Uh, they did some things with him to try to get him more involved. How much more of the offense do you think he'll become? You know, I think I, I think he is a guy that you have to highlight and you have to continue to get the ball to, however you get it to him, whether it's whether it's at that position at a running back and handing him the ball. I really like him in open space, Tony. 
I mean, you get we saw it a couple times today, right, where he got those swing passes out um, from Cam Newton. And to me, he's really dangerous there. His speed is deceptive, uh, and he just knows how to hit the hole. He knows how to run, and he knows how to be evasive. Cam Newton with a rushing touchdown on a four-yard keeper in the first half, a field goal at the uh, the end of the first half. I wanted to talk about this. Okay, it's second down. Time is winding down. The announcers wanted Cam Newton to throw the football into the end zone from the five-yard line. From the five-yard line. And for once, Cam Newton, with clock management, to go up a couple of possessions, a couple of scores, he winds the clock down to five seconds, spikes the ball, and the Panthers do indeed go up two possessions. And the announcers are just going off about Cam Newton, well, he could have thrown at least one or two more passes into the end zone. Why? Exactly. Why? And why? I mean, I don't see any other quarterback facing that type of criticism. Not only that, but if you look at the how the score ended up, Tony, basically one score with a two-point conversion, they could have tied a game. If he doesn't do that and they throw what Troy Aikman wanted, and by the way, it was Troy Aikman. It was Troy Aikman. What, what he wanted them I didn't to want do. It. I didn't want to blast Troy yet. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to blast him yet. We have a we have an entire season to go. (laughs) I like Troy Aikman on TV. Actually, got a ration. Hated him as a player. Blast. But if you don't do that, what Cam Newton did, that was horrible. Why were they picking on him? But then it's a nine to eight game in late in the game. It's a one point game. Right. And suddenly the Cowboys can win it with a field goal. I thought it was so brilliant. He, it showed it showed me maturity absolutely. of Cam Newton. Absolutely. Like when he was a rookie a couple of years ago, he might have just taken the ball and thrown it. He might have tried to run it, forgot didn't would not have known time and score. And instead he does the right thing. And I yeah, I've got to give him credit. Uh Dak Prescott, the Cowboys could not move the ball. I know Ezekiel Elliott wound up with uh, 18 yards, I think, in the first half. And I, I don't know what he wound up. Uh, you 69, know, for the game. 15 carries, 69 yards in a touchdown. Okay, so he had eight more carries in the second half. Uh, the Cowboys, I don't know what they're going to do on, on, on offense. Uh, did you know this stat about the Cowboys? They only gave up eight touchdowns by running backs last season. Mm-hmm. That was the fewest in the NFL. Yeah. So running backs, they can handle. Just not wide receivers or tight ends. Or the quarterback. <laughs> or the quarterback. Or Cam Newton. Well, but see, the Cam Newton thing is interesting too because you know Cam Newton does some things too that I find irksome. Uh, but I love him as a quarterback, and at the same time, I don't know when you watch it. And I'm not just picking on Troy Aikman to your point, but when you watch announcers, you know you see how they praise certain quarterbacks and not others. Some people go to the racial thing. I don't think that's it. I think it's style and substance. And let's face it, Cam Newton isn't always exactly friendly with the media. I don't know what he's like in a TV production meeting. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it was a huge takeaway for me to see him do that because a year ago, two years ago, there's no way he does that. That was brilliant that he just wound down the clock, spiked the ball rather than being reckless, and they get the field goal. They go up 10 to nothing at the break. You're listening to the PG. I'm Tony Cardasco with Scott Cobranton. More on the way right here on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 a.m. The PG on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. Your live, local NFL post-game experience. Call now and let Raiders Nation hear your Sunday best. 702-889-5978. Mark Bonilla producing Tony Cardasco, Scott Gobranson from Las Vegas on the PG. And in case you haven't figured it out yet, that's for the millennials. I, so we were thinking about the name. <laughs> this is for you, okay? You don't get much. Are you technically a boomer? So it's 
stands for the post game. The post game. The post game. Not like PG 13 or anything like that. Yeah. The post game. Or PGs also stands for pregnant, which neither of us are. So, in well, recapping uh, <laughs> these games uh, today and the finals, oh, you know oh, what, wait, Scott, one, one for second, that? Though. No, just wait, go. Just one go. Second. Just give us the just, one second. scoring so, update. Well, no score currently. Before, Green Bay and Chicago with eight and a half to go in the first quarter. Yes. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody, tomorrow night... Uh, oh, no, no, no. We're doing no, a, you, no, you dissed me before. We went to, <laughs> I didn't diss we went you. to I a break us. and they ran that spot. I dissed us. All right, tomorrow night, Raider Nation, 5 to 7 p.m. over at the El- the Las Vegas Superbook at the Westgate Hotel and Casino. We will be out there for a Raider Nation viewing party. Uh, and we're going to have Bob Golick there mm-hmm. and Jerry Porter, former Raiders. They're going to be signing autographs for free for fans, and then they're going to join us on a show. We will stream that show only on radio.com. So if you're listening over the air, get your app on your phone, listen to us as you're eating dinner or whatever you're up to, What getting ready for the game, and we will do that. So join us down there free. Kids are welcome as long as they're with an adult 18, so join us down there as well. I literally, within the last week, must have turned on about 10 people to radio.com, oh. and I just said, just download it right in front of me, okay? I was like a sales guy, sort of. But I was telling people about, <laughs> no, because I, I listen to WFAN in New York and then a lot of other great stations around the country. And so uh, if you are a sports fan, it's a must. It's a must. The free download, and you can get the best, the cream of the crop sports stations around the country, and it streams everywhere, including this fine radio station. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the scores for the days. Uh, final, only one game currently going, and that is the Green Bay Packers and the Bears. They are tied at zero. With this is the return of the black and blue division. It is. Uh, all right, San Francisco and Minneapolis, I call them Minneapolis. They are the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings down the 49ers 24-16. to It was the Bengals upending Indianapolis 34-23 to in the return of Andrew Luck. And it was over before it began. Baltimore 47, the Buffalo Bills 3 in a big score scoring affair. Tampa Bay pillages New Orleans 48 to 40. The Jags go down uh, and defeat the New York Giants 20 to 15. The only tie in the first week. Yes, tie. The Browns just can't win. They didn't lose though, folks. They tie the Pittsburgh Steelers 21 all. New England Patriots continue their winning ways as they are uh, a winner against the Houston Texans at home there Mitch, as well. Mitch Trubisky to William the Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> they just scored a touchdown. Did. Trubisky ran it in. Trubisky yes, he ran did. it in. Yes, yep. he did. I love it. Uh, and in a delayed, a much delayed game down in Miami, the Dolphins uh, finally. A seldom delayed yes, game. Yes, yes. Seldom. Seldom. They finally defeat the Tennessee Titans 27 to 21. There was a power outage in Los Angeles as the Chargers fall to the Kansas City Chiefs and are already 0-1 in the Western Division of the American Football Conference. The Carolina Packers, Carolina Packers, excuse me, I'm watching TV. The Carolina Panthers, they say, how about them Cowboys? No. Uh, 16-8, they beat the Cowboys. And the Washington Redskins down the Arizona Cardinals 24-6. The Denver Broncos also go to 1-0 as they defeat the Seattle Seahawks. By the score of 27-24. And Tony's New York Jets haven't played. They don't play till tomorrow, but they already lost. Alex Smith today, 21 of 30, 255, a couple of touchdowns in leading the Redskins to a 24-6 victory over Sam Bradford's 
Cardinals. And just try, you know what? It's the opening day of the football season. If if you're not as intense as we are. Call in. Here, call in. Yes, that too. But if you're not as intense, you pr- you're trying to figure out what quarterback's gone where, like all the new pieces, lot, right, lot. on teams. There's a lot of changes. Uh, but uh, Alex Smith with a good day. Uh, one touchdown to Chris Thompson today from 13 yards out. Another touchdown to Jordan Reed for four yards. And another big story here was uh, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Peterson, 26 for 96. It's about, what, a four-yard per carry average, and he had a big touchdown in the first half. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson, everybody's written off, said, ah, he's been out, he's been there, he's not, hasn't, he doesn't have the blind. Now, he played behind a bad offensive line in Arizona when he was there uh, during his time there, so maybe he's got a little bit left in the tank. I don't think you're going to get this kind of performance out of him week in, week out, where he's at at his age. But let's talk about Alex Smith, Tony, again, because is Alex Smith not the Charlie Brown of starting quarterbacks? No one wants to respect him. They pull the ball out. All the guy does is be consistent. He doesn't lose games by turning the ball over. Okay, yeah, he's not the most exciting guy. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. But, man, the Chiefs gave him up. I understand why they did. We saw what Mahomes did today. But if I'm a, if I'm an NFL franchise and I'm looking for a guy to come in and stabilize my team, Alex Smith is the first guy I would do it with. The Broncos and the Seahawks, Will Disley. You know that name, right? Uh, he's on, is he on your fantasy team? He dissed me. Will Disley was a defensive end at the University of Washington. Now he's a receiver for the Seahawks. Had a 15-yard touchdown uh, today. Whatever it takes. And uh, the the Seahawks uh, fell to the Broncos. Case Keenum uh, with a really good day uh, for for Denver in his debut there. Um, I know Philip Lindsay scored a touchdown of the game. Emmanuel Sanders, I believe, had had another touchdown. Uh, so Keenum is uh, the starting quarterback for Denver. And he's consistent. You got to give him credit. Yeah, and, and he might be one of those guys like we talked about, Alex Smith, right? He's not a guy who's going to be in the top five or six quarterbacks in the league ever, probably. But what he does is he doesn't turn the ball over. He gets you down the field. He's efficient. He can throw a good ball. Might not have the strongest arm in the world, but he does it. And you talked about Emmanuel Sanders, Tony. Ten catches, 135 yards. I mean, you talk about coming out on fire. So that Denver offense, which I frankly didn't think would be very good, even isn't Sanders with the a player that, that's only really good at home? Yes, in Denver, he's one of those like guys. He's right? one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, but when he's at home, and, and I'll tell you what, just up there with the best of them, I think the way he's able to catch the ball, and he did it again today. But the Broncos, we we keep talking, and since we're in AFC West City, right? Um, we keep talking about them with that defense, and I still think I'm one of the only people on earth who think actually that the Seattle Seahawks are better than they are. So I think this is a really good quality win for Denver. I think it's a big win. Brandon Marshall had a touchdown reception 20 yards out from Russell Wilson for the Seahawks in that game. Uh, we were talking during the game. Uh, Rashad Penny, I, I t- you, could, you can't believe it. So he gained over 16 pounds since the draft. The running back. He, All muscle. He almost, you know what? He almost looks like. Sebastian Janikowski out there. <laughs> I had to get in that reference because Janikowski was sorry, man. I didn't it's know where good. I was going it's there, but Janikowski was horrible. So he misses a field goal in that game. Wide left. Oh, there's a marker on the field. Denver offside. Lines up again. Kicks the ball to 
very same spot. I don't. Why is hey, that funny? Consistent. He, so wide, wide left on two kicking attempts. Oh, I know it's one game, but I think this is what you're seeing. Why the Raiders, despite their love for him as a player and as a longtime uh, kicker on the on the squad, were willing to let him go because I think you know after some injuries, injuries with age is not a good mixture. Uh, as I learned a, lot, a few weeks ago when I fractured a bone in my foot. Um, and it just takes longer. And sometimes you just don't regain the form. And I think with Sebastian Janikowski, if, if, it, if it happens another game, uh, because they lost by three points today, my friend. So it, it's a tough thing. And that's Oh, uh, big that, play that, here for Green Bay. A big play, yes, right there. And a penalty marker is down. And Janikowski is going to miss another field goal. They flew him to Green that's, Bay real yeah, quick. That's, that's going to be the reference. Yep. So they're calling a big playback for, for the Packers. But uh, a nice win uh, yeah. to start the season for the Broncos. Yeah, more pressure on the Raiders too, right? Because uh, in, in a tough task that they have against the, the Rams tomorrow night. But if you look at this AFC West, I think it's going to be anything goes in the AFC West, meaning we're not going to know. that It's going to be a rough, rough year as this division, I think, will beat up on each other significantly. Stay with us here on the PG. When we return, we will preview the Raiders game against the Rams as uh, that team up north for now. Uh, the, we're loaning to, to Oakland. Uh, we'll be in action tomorrow night. Also, Jets-Lions. We forgot to talk about that. This is the PG on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. with Tony Cordasco and Scott Goldbranson on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM, Las Vegas. Call now and rave about your team's Sunday stat line, 702-889-5978. Welcome back for our last segment here on the PG. You've got Monday Night Football. I like opening week of the NFL, but I don't like the announcer in the second game tomorrow. It's Joe Tessitore. I just have issues. I used to work with Joe when I was in boxing. Yeah, right? he's boxing, sort of. This is this is going to be his first NFL broadcast ever. Ever. It's funny, though, because he told me he doesn't like you either. <laughs> so we've got the Jets-Lions <laughs> as the first game on Monday Night Football. And by the way, in case uh, you just tuned in, it's the Bears leading the Packers with about four minutes to go in the first quarter. Seven to nothing in that contest. Jets-Lions, Sam Darnold to start his first game. Here's a guy that just gives the football up. I mean, he's he's uh, he's a believer in charitable causes. He had 14 fumbles that he lost at USC, and he has had numerous interceptions. So take the over in this game. I don't know. Just there's going to be a lot of turnovers, and I just think he's slow as molasses. And I'm a Jet fan, right? From birth, right? I'm a Jet yeah, fan. Absolutely. And here's a guy that I don't believe in. You don't believe in Darnold? No, I don't believe in him. He's going to have to. He's going to have to to prove it to me. So I I I thought in that draft that 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 Darnold was way overrated because I don't think I saw what he did at USC and I don't think he's mobile I, enough for the not, NFL. The game's going to move so fast around him. Well, he he's, he might not be mobile. I think he's got he's got of course the size, the arm, and I think people get enamored with that. And so we're going to see if he's going to be able to do it. We'll see it really quick, Tony. I don't. I mean, can the Jets? I should say the Jets can't afford to miss on another quarterback, but I think that's actually in their DNA is missing on quarterbacks. And then for the Lions, uh, this is going to be uh, Legarrette Blunt, who's like he's really ticked off because 
he's been all over in the media yeah. uh, this past week about saying you wanted to resign with the the uh, the Patriots and they didn't respect him and he's got a major chip on his shoulder. So I don't know what we're going to see out of out of Detroit. I just think they're going to try to run the football a little bit more this season. I think they will. Well, and Detroit is one of those teams. I mean, last year they started off pretty strong and they they always seem to fade. They always seem to have an issue where they fall back and and Boy, you look at the division now uh, where, where the, the Bears have gotten better on defense. they got a little ways to go on offense, I think, to really be a true contender there. And then you have Green Bay. Green Bay, I think, might be a little overrated, but that's going to happen when you have, in my view, with all due respect to Tom Brady, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football, and uh, I think that's why they get a little bit overrated there. Uh, but that's going to be a tough division, too. I mean, look at those teams. And I think the Lions, unfortunately, even though they had a nice little trajectory going for them to get better, I think they've fallen back, and they're the bottom of the division. Do you realize now, Matthew Stafford, I was looking up the other day, uh, he's been in Detroit nine years? Nine years. It's nine years already for Matthew Stafford. And he got that big contract last year. Yeah. Man, that's something else. Uh, Golden Tate, I know, wants a new contract. There's another player who's a little bit upset. He didn't get one, and so he wants an extension and all sorts of issues there, I think, in Detroit. So that'll be an interesting game. That's the early game. The late game is the Tessator special, uh, the Rams <laughs> and the Raiders, and it's going to be John Gruden's return to the NFL. And he's been getting knocked around of late, uh, but I am a big John Gruden fan, and I think once it comes to – X's and O's and getting on the field, I think he's going to, he's definitely going to be someone that's going to be a proven success. Well, and Tony, as we say on Silver and Black today as well, this is a transition year. You know, if, if somebody thinks John Gruden's going to come in there and go to a Super Bowl in year number one, they're sadly mistaken. He's got to turn it around. He's got holes. He's got to fill. Um, it's also his return to coaching after 10 years. And, and this week he was asked about that. You know, was he nervous? And this is what he had to say. I'm just as excited and, you know, get the butterflies. You know, it's the same way uh, every year, especially opening day. It's special. This is really special for me. I know there's been a lot of news this week with, you know, what has happened. But uh, I want to do everything I can to help bring the Raiders back. And I, I really like the effort that our team has put forth, our coaching staff. And it'll be special going out there Monday night, that's for sure. Well, there you have it. And in the preseason, I think the biggest improvement that I noticed, you know, in watching the preseason games was defensively, right? Oh, yes. The Raiders and Paul Gunther and what he's been able to do. We'll see how they respond, minus Khalil Mack. But I think they have, they lost one player, and I think they brought in about five or six players now that can make an impact defensively. And it's time for players to step up, like, like a Bruce Irvin, right? Yes. Yeah, and I think they're deeper there. Uh, and, and, and this week, too, when the press was talking to Paul Gunther about the defense, this is what he had to say. I got a lot of respect for Sean, what he does, uh, the program he runs. Um, they're very innovative on offense. Obviously, they're the number one offense in the NFL. So uh, it'll be a great challenge for us Monday night. I went up against them. Actually, we played uh, a game over in London. We went all the way over there, and we tied, tied the game. So we, after the game, we shook hands. We flew all the way over here for a tie. It's like a soccer match, you know what I mean, So in Wembley Stadium. But... Uh, He's good at what he does. Uh, it's a great challenge, and I respect uh, what he does. So that was Gunther Tony talking about the Rams and, and what they're doing. And, and Gunther, you talk about the Raiders' improved defense, and, and they get a big, big, probably the biggest test they're going to have all year right out of the gate. So we're going to see how that new depth, how those new players, how young guys like P.J. Hall and Maurice Hurst and Arden Key are going to fit into that scheme. 
And I'd have to believe that uh, we're going to see some impact players, some new players uh, on the roster for the Rams with Ndamukong Su. You've got uh, Akeem Talib. You've got Marcus Peters. Um, I'm guessing it might be uh, Peters who's going to have to step up, you know, in, in this game to try to uh, neutralize Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, I I, I told I told uh, uh, Matt Gutierrez uh, this earlier, saying that you know what we I, I think you're going to see Marshawn Lynch have a big game. The only weakness the Rams have, Tony. I mean, I mean their defense is is stacked. I don't understand if you don't think or understand how stacked they are, you need to look at it. But their weakness is a little bit in the middle in the linebacker core. And if you can get through that front that front five there and get through, you're going to be able to have some success. But but I just don't see the Raiders having enough at this point to do that. I rather actually see them do better on defense, hold that high flying uh, Rams offense, including Todd Gurley, uh, in check. Because uh, to me, that's where they made the most improvement is on defense. Yeah, and I'm really concerned. Uh, I've I've been saying this about the Rams not playing any of their frontline Zero. players. Yeah, you know, like Todd Gurley uh, in the preseason. I, yeah. I just think. Uh, I don't know what they're going to look like as far as just uh, some sort of offensive rhythm, you know, in the game. Well, and I think that's the one big opening the Raiders have. If the Raiders, because there's always a chance to win a game. I think it's slim in this one, but I think if they're going to do that, that's what they're going to see. If, if the Rams come out and they're just a little stiff, they're uncomfortable, and, and I love the word you used, which was rhythm. If they can't get that offense into a rhythm, doesn't matter how good your defense is. If you're not going to score and the Raiders can actually come out and um, get Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson going, then I think they have a, a, a fighter's chance. One other player, one other addition, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, amazing, amazing receiver. Jared Goff has a, has a great target out there. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what uh, they do. And then uh, you have Sean McVay, who started his career as an assistant wide receivers coach under whom? Uh, John Gruden in yes. Tampa Bay. Yes, and if you've seen, uh, there's a there's a video where they sat, uh, Jay Gruden, John Gruden, and Sean McVay sat down. Uh, it's worth watching. It's really fun stuff, uh, as well as the Behind the Shield video that they did with John Gruden going back to Oakland. So fun stuff. It's going to be a great game, Tony. Uh, come watch it with us over at the Westgate from 5 to 7 tomorrow. And uh, so the line in that game, again, has gone up to the Rams, minus 4.5. The total in that game is 48. And if you look at the Raiders, uh, they take care of business, hopefully, or can play competitively in that game. But then, hey, AFC West, the focal point a week from today when they play at Denver with that short turnaround. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough two-game stretch. Raiders could very easily be 0-2. We thank everyone for tuning in. For Scott Colbranson, Mark Benia, our producer, I'm Tony Cradasco. We thank you all for tuning in on the PG. We'll see you again next Sunday right here on CBS Sports Radio, 1140 AM. Good night. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. 
and it's attacking your peace of mind. <sighs> it's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.